Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Saturday, April 9th, as the Flyers return home tonight to take on the Anaheim Ducks. First time they faced Anaheim in a couple years at Wells Fargo Center. So we'll get to see Trevor Zegers and a struggling, struggling Ducks team tonight. It has not been an easy road for the Ducks. They had an 11-game losing streak recently. Matter of fact, they've lost 13 of their last 14 games. They got one win in there uh, back on April 1st, April Fool's Day, a road win, 5 nothing over the Arizona Coyotes. And we all know what went down in that game with the Trevor Zegers and uh, Jay Beagle and Troy Terry situation. Uh, that team had lost 11 straight games going into that game. That game created a lot of different narratives and storylines uh, that we'll be talking about probably going forward. But since then, they've lost two. They lost to Edmonton 6-1 to one, uh, on Sunday of last week. And then Wednesday, they lost to the Calgary Flames 4-2. to two. And over their last 25 games, now Anaheim got off to a pretty decent start this year. They were in playoff positioning for a while. They made some deals at the deadline. They named Pat Verbeek as the new general manager. And over their last 25 games, they have a record of 5-16-4. 61 goals for, 99 goals allowed. So to compare that, we kind of live the Flyers every day. Not kind of, we do. But over the last 25 games for the Flyers, they've actually got eight wins, more wins than the Anaheim Ducks. A record of 8-14-3. Flyers have 69 goals for, again, 61 for Anaheim. 93 goals against, 93 goals against for Anaheim. And it's been a bit of a hot mess uh, there in Anaheim of late. And they did make some moves at the deadline. Brian Getzlaff retiring. They traded Adam DeLaurier. They made some moves, uh, but the wheels have kind of fall off, and it looks like they're going into a direction of uh, either an aggressive retool or rebuild or whatever you want to call it. And you just got to wonder at this point, is John Gibson going to be a part of that? And, you know, what's the coaching situation there in Anaheim? How's that going to play out moving forward. Dallas Eakins is one of 11 coaches in the NHL that is either in the final year of his deal or has an interim tag. So in this episode, I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of look at that. You know, the fact that there's 11 of 32 coaches right now in the league that are coaching NHL teams that are either on an expiring contract or have the interim tag I don't know that we've ever seen that. I'd have to go back and really research it. But 11 coaches is a lot. More, Slightly more than a third of the NHL coaches are on expiring deals or have an interim tag. Dallas Eakins is one of them. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, Derek King is one of them. He took over for Jeremy Colleton. The Dallas Stars, Rick Bonus is on an expiring contract. Jeff Blashill in Detroit. Jay Woodcroft came in uh, for... Uh, Dave Tippett, and he is an interim and doesn't have a contract yet beyond this year. Even Andrew Burnett, the head coach of the Florida Panthers who took over for Joel Quenville, still carries the interim tag. Marty St. Louis, obviously in Montreal. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, John Hines in Nashville, same situation, expiring contract. Even uh, you look at uh, a team like the Seattle Kraken, Dave Haxtall only has one year on his deal. You look at the situation in Winnipeg, Dave Lowry, the interim tag, took over for Paul Maurice. 
one of the guys that maybe the Flyers look at. And then obviously the Flyers have Mike Yo, who is also on the interim tag. So 11 of the 32 coaches are on either expiring contracts or the interim tag. And there's another guy in here as well. He signed a two-year deal, but there is an out after the first year. Heard Elliot Friedman talking about this, and that's the Vancouver Canucks' Bruce Boudreau. He took over for Travis Green, and the team immediately responded, has played much better hockey. But there's some chatter that Bruce may be one and done with the Vancouver Canucks. And there's been some reporting to the, to the extent that Vancouver hired Bruce Boudreau pretty hastily, pretty quickly, when they saw the Flyers were losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning 7-1. to Remember, the next day, when the Flyers took on Colorado that night at Wells Fargo Center, it was announced Elaine Vigneault was terminated and Mike Yo was the interim head coach. That night before is when Bruce Boudreau got hired. And Bruce Boudreau is a guy that's got a history with Chuck Fletcher. So when you look at the possible coach candidates for the Flyers moving forward beyond this season, you have have a, a pretty healthy list of potential candidates to look at. You know, some of the ones that are hired right now or working right now, like Bruce Boudreau, could be an option. If Bruce Boudreau shakes free, that could be an option for uh, Chuck Fletcher to make the next Flyers head coach. In Montreal, it seems obvious they're going to hire Marty St. Louis. Uh, Andrew Brunette's going to get an extension in Florida. He's doing a great job. But Derek King or Dallas Aikens, do any of those guys kind of fit the bill? Then you have the guys that are out there that are working, but maybe aren't uh, head coaches right now, but have been. Rick Tockett, David Quinn. You look at a guy like Dan Bilesma. I'll take a pass on Dan Bilesma. Uh, but you look at a guy, you know, like Jim Montgomery, who was in Dallas and had some success. Mike Babcock, I think that's highly unlikely. Another co- a coach out there that is available and not working, Claude Julian. You're talking about guys who had pretty good success at the NHL level and are available. Kirk Muller is an assistant that could be on the rise. Jim Montgomery kind of fits into that too. He's an assistant on Craig Berube's staff uh, with the Dow- of formerly of the Dallas Stars, but now with the St. Louis Blues. You could look at a guy like Lane Lambert, who is Barry Trott's assistant, and he is probably due to get a look as an NHL head coach. And you can kind of go, you know, you can go with chalk. You can go with the name. We shouldn't get enamored by the name. Whoever the next coach is, whether that's Lane Lambert, whether that's Bruce Boudreau, whether that's Mike Yo, whether that's whoever, Jim Montgomery or anybody, should not matter. It needs to be the right person. The next coach needs to be the right hire, not the one that shines the brightest or has the biggest resume. It's got to be the right guy. And there's some guys out there that you could look at and go, okay, outside the box. You could look at Ricard Gromberg. He's been an assistant on the Swedish men's national team. He is a guy that looks like he's targeted for an NHL head coaching gig at some point. You could go back to a big name. You could go to a John Tortorella, who's had long tenures everywhere he's been, with the exception of the one year in Vancouver. So you could look at some interesting names here uh, as possibilities. And if you want to go big name, you can go grab Claude Julian. He's won a Jack Adams winner in 2011 and won the Stanley Cup. 
Elaine Vigneault was a Jack Adams winner, went to that same Stanley Cup in 2011, lost to the Bruins as a matter of fact. John Tortorella won a cup in 2004 in Tampa Bay, did a good job in Columbus, did a good job with the Rangers. He's a guy you could go to. So there's a lot of options out there. You have to boil down what you want your team to be if you're Chuck Fletcher, and then you have to figure out the list of candidates you want to talk to. You boil it down to what you want to be, then you find the eight candidates that are in that vein, then you whittle that down to a final three, and then you make a decision. That's how it's going to work. You know, pending how they come down the stretcher, could Mike Yo's stock rise? Sure, I think maybe it could, especially with some of the young players playing well. I still think that's unlikely, but that perhaps there's a place for Mike Yo here on the staff as an assistant going forward. I don't know. He was an assistant before. I'm sure he wants to be a head coach again. I'm not sure if that option's out there for him right now. But, you know, there's a lot of options out there. And I think it's incredibly rare to see 11 coaches that are coaching this weekend in the NHL that are either hold the interim tag with no contract beyond this season or they're on an expiring contract that ends at the end of the season. Now, some of those guys will get extended. Some of the interims will have that removed. I mean, you look at a guy like Paul Maurice, who hung it up in in Winnipeg after a really long, I think, eight-year run, eight- or nine-year run, kind of burned out, thought he couldn't take the team any further. Is that a guy who wants to get back into the mix? Is that a guy who wants to get back in the game? He'd be right at the top of my list if he did. He'd be a guy I'd, I'd push pretty hard to try and convince to come to Philadelphia. I think he's a hell of a coach. So there's some options out there. Which way they go remains to be seen. But there are options out there. That's the point. And whatever the decision is, it needs to be the right decision. I think one of the other elements that's in play, because I remember this when they hired Elaine Vigneault. When they hired Elaine Vigneault, there's a lot of data out there. Yeah, a lot of wins, a lot of success. But there's also some tendencies that are that are out there. Doesn't like to play young players. Doesn't like to do this. You know, high ego. And we heard Jake Voracek talk about the ego of Elaine Vigneault. And, you know, with a lot of success, sometimes comes ego. And when coaches and things go sideways, if you have a big ego, then the ego tends to get in the way of taking any accountability. And the ego tends to get in the way of being malleable to trying to do things differently. Maybe that was part of the equation with Elaine Vigneault. I don't know. But whatever this next hire is, whoever it is, needs to be the right guy. And look, I know some people will say, hey, coaching doesn't even matter. Well, I don't know. I don't know that to be true. I think coaching does matter. And while it may not be strategic in game, minute to minute, where it matters, I think it matters overall. In some sports, I think it matters more than others. In hockey, I think it does matter a great deal. It doesn't matter the same as it does in football because a head coach or offensive coordinator in football calls every play. So that's different. But it does matter in hockey. And I think, you know, the the accountability that a coach holds to his team, I think, matters. The demand on preparation and being a pro, I think all of that matters. You have to have talent, yes. Coaches, you know, are not going to work magic with a group with that lacks talent to a, a very high level. But a coach can, with equal talent, a better coach can take a team further. 
is my point. So we'll see where it goes. All right, Flyers and the Anaheim Ducks tonight. Again, Anaheim, I mean, they have been abysmal. They have lost 11 of their, they lost 11 straight, and they've lost 13 of their last 14 games. Flyers have a chance to win two straight. They're coming off what I would determine call kind of a, a ho-hum win over Columbus. 4-1 win, never gave them anything. Game wasn't dramatic. Once they got the lead, never felt like they were going to lose it. Didn't give Columbus an inch, and they never gave an inch. And they never took an inch. So we'll see if the Flyers can get back-to-back wins over Columbus on Thursday. And then, of course, Anaheim coming up tonight at Wells Fargo Center. And guess what? Tomorrow we'll break it all down. Uh, So join us then on a brand-new episode of Flyers Daily. Have a great Saturday, everybody.